is the Little Mental Health Project, and um, it is not the crack of dawn, it's 10.38 a.m. Uh, we just got out of church service, and I am so excited today because I am with one of my very favorite people, uh, and I'm just going to let Nyengo introduce himself. Hi, I'm Nyengo, or Nyengo Mtawawi. I am Kalina's friend. We know each other from church and other things, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> And yeah, she invited me on her podcast recently. So here I am. Yeah. Um, so last week, um, I'd messaged Nyongo because I was having um, some sort of crisis in my mind. And like my mind was playing games with me, um, convincing me that I was unlovable and like, you know, I wasn't worthy or deserving of love. So I'd messaged Nyongo. I messaged a couple of people just asking them this question and like, that led to, you know, Nyengo and I having like a deep conversation surrounding, you know, where those feelings and thoughts come from, you know. And uh, I know that mostly those feelings and thoughts for me come from like my childhood and, and how I grew up and also mostly because, you know, my mind is, is basically just wanting to play games left, right and center. So Nyengo and I have like some things in common and I'm just gonna let him talk about those things if he does not mind. <laughs> I don't. So yeah, one thing we have in common, one thing funny enough is we share a psychologist and a psychiatrist as well. Mm. And we both dealt with depression and all the things that come with depression, like psychologist visits, medication and all those other things. And also the thing, like what actually brought up the conversation was like feelings of self-doubt and self-loathing and all that, and just feeling very, unlovable and all yeah. and with me I, I'm actually I'm partly I have an idea of where it came from but then it's also a little bit confusing because if I think about it like I have a I've generally had like a normal upbringing normal childhood and you know great great awesome mom who loves me and always supports me and everything like that so that, that's awesome. So you think, oh yeah, I should totally, totally fine. He should be totally assured of himself and everything. Especially with how confident his mom is. His mom is like the most optimistic, confident person in the world. And then here I am and I come in and like I have so many issues with myself and doubting myself and doubting myself worth and all that. And it actually wasn't until I started going to, going to therapy and like, you know, starting to discover things about myself that I realized, hmm, there are issues with my dad not being around. Like the fact that, one, he passed away when he was like a baby, and then two, my brother, who was like low-key a surrogate dad in a way, left when I was pretty young. That just led to like me sort of, I guess, focusing that on myself and wondering like, wow, why would they leave? Why, why would they, you know, disappear? Is it me? And, you know, sort of turning it on myself in a way that I really shouldn't, but you know, the mind is weird sometimes. Yeah. And you know, it's only now when I've grown up that I realized, oh yeah, these are things I should actually deal with. And maybe this is where this comes from. This isn't just me being a not very confident person, mm -hmm. but like there are actual reasons for this that I need to work on and deal with. Yeah, yeah. And like, when I say Nyengo and I have like a thousand things in common, we have like a thousand things in common. For me also, it, it actually stems from like my dad, um, after my mom left, I mean my mom passed on, uh, my dad decided he didn't want to be a father anymore, so he just, you know, up and like went and lived his best life, uh, forgetting that he had children. So I think for a very, very long time, that affected me in the sense that I thought, 
oh my goodness, I'm not worthy or deserving of love. And such that my, my first boyfriend was... Uh, he was a douchebag, honestly. But, you know, I kept on... I, in the back of my mind, I kept on thinking, I need to make this person love me. You know, I need to continuously do things that please this person because he needs to love me. You know, because I wanted so much for him to validate that I was worthy of love. I wanted, I wanted like all the human beings around me to just validate me and like um, tell me that I am worthy of love even if even if that love is toxic even if this man is like you know cheating on me and like just treating me like crap but like I just kept going back and apologizing for his for his mistakes because like I really really wanted him to love me and um after I got out of that relationship I was like oh no like I'm I, I broke up with him and after like um, forgiving him 50,000 times for like things that I think no one should be forgiving anyone for and and then I met someone I met a really really good guy but because I was still in a place where um, I was I was like convinced that I'm not worthy of love and I was so insecure and um, this person just really tried to love me but like I was on a, on a path where like self-sabotage where love is concerned let's just say it was very hard for me to receive love like i'm still working on like you know receiving love without questioning to say oh my goodness what is this you know is this person going to leave you know but just being confident and saying okay i am worthy of love and i deserve like the love that this person is giving me and like i should receive it and accept it i had like a really hard time kept on sabotaging it because for me i wanted to say i want to be responsible for um if we break up i don't want him to go like i don't want to feel like oh he left me again just like my dad uh i want to say oh no i i did some crap that messed this relationship up so like i take part of the you know the blame and like i'm guilty of something that contributed to ending the relationship because then that would make me feel like this person just didn't decide to leave you know and i think it was it was a very dark and, and dangerous place to be in you know just feeling like you're not worthy of love so you're with people who are trying to love you and you're constantly just trying to mess that up and like um in their story you become a villain you become like a really horrible person until you like you know face exactly what's going on and i think the end of that relationship is what made me come to the realization that oh my goodness there's something wrong here i need to get help and like i need to fix whatever this is you know I can totally get that. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Especially like the self-sabotage part. Because mm. like, there's even something in me now yeah. which I have to like fight off mm-hmm. that when things, you think it's like it should only be when things are going bad but even when things are going well there's a part of you that's like why are they going so well? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this really supposed to be like this? Yeah. Do I deserve this? Mm-hmm. Is everything okay? Maybe I should do something to fuck it up. Or maybe I should just like you know or even if you don't do something to mess it up, in the back of your mind, just like, when are they going to realize that I really, I'm really not who they think they are, yeah. or who, who they think I am? Like, mm-hmm. they, one day they're going to realize I ain't shit and I'm just going to leave. True. And it's just like, well, I'm, I'm enjoying it while I can until yeah. they go. Yeah. And then if they don't, you end up doing something that messes it up. Or, like in my experience, sometimes it hasn't actually led to them leaving completely, but it just puts a strain on yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Where I. 
like I start to express all my feelings of mm. you know self doubt and mm -hmm. self loathing and whatnot, not being worthy. Yeah. And you know, it's sort of like you're trying to seek reassurance and validation from mm -hmm. them. And as much as like it's nice to be reassured, yeah. it's tiring. It but, is. And no one should have to do that over and over and over and over and over again, because as much as like it sucks, no one can love you into loving yourself. Exactly. So you can't you can't seek that out of someone else, and by putting the pressure of that on someone else, yeah, then it just kind of it makes it harder for them to love you, ironically, mm -hmm. and then it ends up putting so much of a strain on the relationship that actually causes it causes issues yeah. with you. Like it's actually funny that this has come up now. Because I was talking to one of my exes, mm -hmm. my first ex, like a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we're just chatting, catching up and stuff. And, like, I remember at some point she mentioned, we just started going back, talking about, like, how things were mm -hmm. back then and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned, like, oh, you seem more confident now. Yeah. It's actually good. It's, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. And I remember how, like, how unconfident I was then. <laughs> and it just felt good to, like, because I feel more confident, especially, like, after going through mm -hmm. therapy and everything this yeah. year. I feel more confident now, mm -hmm. but it felt good to actually hear from someone who like who see me back then yeah. and seen my insecurities then and then see me now and they're like, yeah, this is this is this is this good. Is a different person. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm not perfect. I'm still I still have insecurities I deal with. Yeah, but just realizing how much like having them actually acknowledging like how difficult that makes it yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah, like, it makes you realize yeah, no, this can't continue. This can't continue. It's, it's, it's a trauma response and like um, another way in which like you know this um, having dealt with the past where you weren't loved or you weren't given enough affection such that you start to doubt if you're actually worthy of affection um, you actually put up with crap that you shouldn't have to put up with because you'll be with people that are like really really horrible and they're not good for you and they're doing all these things like to hurt you you know and they're doing all these things that are unkind and like selfish but because you within yourself are not maybe to say fool or like whore in a whore in a sense you know you start to feel like there's something wrong so you now want to change so many things about yourself like okay maybe if i started wearing makeup or maybe the color of makeup i use is not good for him you know and you just become um, for lack of better word, a crazy person, you know, wanting someone who cannot love you or can, like you say, no one can love you into loving yourself, you know, like um, basically uh, the, the, the efforts that someone can put into helping you like get better should can never outweigh how much, you know, how much effort or the need for you as an individual uh, has you want to get better and like do better for yourself so it's it's just a vicious cycle of you being with like human beings just that don't see you you know you constantly have to stand on a rooftop like yo can you see me i'm here you know and you're always compromising they're not meeting you halfway you're you're doing the three quarters and they're only doing the one quarter journey to meet you and you think that's okay because you really haven't been loved and also for someone who 
and, and like one of one of the ways in which depression like will manifest itself is it will convince you that you're not worthy you know and you're not deserving so then because already in your mind like your brain is already fighting you now and like you also have this PTSD from not having been loved as a child you're you know stuck in this place where you're like just really crappy people and that becomes the norm for you like that's that's how you look at love you know that's that's how love looks like for you and that's how you live your life and um as a result when you meet someone like i did when you meet someone who's like really good and wants to love you and like maybe help you through whatever it is that you're going through you don't know how to do you don't know what to do with that like it's it's so hard you know like you don't know how to deal with it you're like scared like why are they loving me like this what is this you know what is this this good morning every day like we're supposed to stay three days without talking to one another what is this why why is he talking to me every day and now you just become a paranoid suspicious person and like yo i am so grateful for therapy and just grateful for also meditation so like i'm just um how how did you um you know other than therapy but like individually like what kind of work do you have to do in order to get to a place where like you know you love yourself um you love yourself and you have balance and like how to find balance in this case is uh balance is not allowing anyone to love you less than you love yourself so how do you you know what kind of work did you do to like get to this place where you're like okay i am here now i think I am in a healthy place and I can receive love and give back love in a healthy manner. I think um I don't know if I can pick up one thing, mm-hmm. especially apart from therapy because I feel like some a lot of it came from the therapy. Yeah. I remember that one thing my therapist told me to do mm. was to try and figure out the things that I like mm-hmm. and really just be in them and enjoy them more mm-hmm. and just like just be happy about them mm-hmm. and also take take more pride in them because another thing i would do is like even if i do something good in whatever i'm doing yeah. i would really be like did i really did i really deserve to do this did i really earn this mm-hmm. or it just came about by love or something yeah. like that and she was like no you need to like you know really feel like you earned whatever it is mm-hmm. so like for example writing because then i actually made no not enough active enough with writing mm-hmm. but i tried you're to write. a really good writer by the way oh thank you oh. so i tried to be more active with writing also just like even when i write something mm-hmm. and you know maybe i post it and i'm receiving praise for it yeah. someone says you know like right now you see i'm a really yeah. good writer before yeah. i'd be like eh, am i yeah. am i really that good a writer yeah and now i i, I haven't gone to a place where i'm because i feel like in a way so far it's journey that mm. you ne- it never really stops you never really true. get to a place where you're like true. this mm. is it i'm done mm. but at least i can take the compliments better and be like oh yeah you know i actually did yeah. do that i actually did write this like mm. even just for me to accept and say that i am a writer i said like the whole time for almost because i started writing more seriously last year mm-hmm. and for like the whole year i didn't even say i am a writer i just be like i write sometimes yeah because just like even the title of like writer just feel like you're trying to like downplay it and you're yeah. trying to play small because if you identify yourself as a writer you're afraid that you're going to fail to exactly. a certain extent so you'd rather not hold on to that title and just play small which exactly oh, exactly <laughs> so it really just took a lot to just finally you know take it in and be like be able to take more pride in whatever i do yeah and something that i also feel like has helped a lot mm-hmm. like a lot and i think about it yeah. where i was last year is the medication because mm-hmm. 
I, I was like when I you know when I started going to therapy and then the therapist said you know I think maybe medication would help yeah. with depression mm-hmm. I was like really do I do I have to and you know I was yeah. very skeptical about it mm-hmm. and then even when I started taking it because it takes a while to, to take kick it. in yeah it takes, it takes like, such a uh, long time <laughs> when you're there like with all these random things that your body is doing out of nowhere yeah. that you didn't expect mm-hmm. like i remember they had this weird twitch yeah. in the fr- like in the oh fr- couple of months so i was like uh, <laughs> i i had this twitch mm-hmm. and um i was so worried about yeah. the twitch i i went back to my psychiatrist and i said i think i'm going crazy because <laughs> like i keep twitching and i don't know like what that is about and she was like oh no you're fine you're fine but i kept going to her and she said okay maybe you could be you know experiencing seizures you know that kind of a thing mm-hmm. so then um so then we decided okay you should probably meet a neurologist and like they should check this out because it could be you know it could be a problem that we need to it could be a problem that we need to resolve yeah. and um I only let on realize we only let on realize that after going through a CT scan because it's like I'm just trying to establish what's wrong with you. Mm. Uh, we realized that oh, it was one of the side effects of the medication, and like we overlooked it because I was so paranoid. And like she was really calm, and you know how she is. Yeah, she's exactly. really calm and like chilled, and she's like, no, this is fine. You're okay. But I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not okay. I think I am going crazy. I really need to sort this out. <laughs> so uh, I, I just hate the fact that it takes forever to kick in because yeah. you're trying to get better and the medication that's supposed to help you get better uh wants to wait to like get used to your system and like you know like integrate itself into your brain into your mind uh and like just i don't know how medication works but i i just really wish it just kicked in on the first day exactly. and you're like but unfortunately that's not the reality because you also need to do the work as an yeah. individual because let's say you're taking medication yeah. and um you think now all of a sudden you're capable of receiving love you're not mm. you know you need to do the work you need to face your fears you need to like sit down and look at yourself and and like you know ask questions like nyengo like uh why does this trigger you you yeah. know nyengo why is it that when someone does this it makes you feel this this certain type of way like where does that come from and like a lot of people say oh no you know time will like make things better time will heal you like it won't you mm-hmm. really have to do the work and it's it's extremely painful Yeah. It's a lot to have to deal with, but it's absolutely necessary to like, you know, to get to that place. I'm just going to quickly share like the some of the work that I've been doing uh that has, you know, been helping me recognize that uh sweetheart, no, this is not right. It shouldn't have to be like this. So, yeah, hi. Hi. It shouldn't have hi. It shouldn't have to be like this. Um I started meditating and like by on God, it is the best thing that you can do for your mind. Um I I listened to this I listened to a lot of podcasts like I listened to more podcasts than music and mostly on mind and like you know just mind and like growing within yourself and self love that kind of thing yada 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 um and just learning to say that you really need to look at yourself and accept that this is who you are this is who you have to deal with and love that person with everything that you've got So um as meditating I, I I meditate and I do affirmations. I know it's easier said than done, but I look in the mirror and I say some really dope things to myself and like you don't believe them on the first day, but as time goes, you know, then you start to see like especially when you have toxic people in your life, 
you start to see them for what they are and who they are and it's like very easy to go like nah this is i, I don't accept this yeah. you know i don't i don't permit this kind of behavior in my life so <sighs> I think I cut you. You were saying something. I just <laughs> didn't okay. want to no. lose my train of thought. I, I get, I yeah. get. But yeah, I think the medication has definitely helped a lot. Mm-hmm. But in like, like you were saying, it's not like it just magically fixes you. Yeah. And even like when it actually starts to work, it's not like it just, you know, once you take it, then that's it. Yeah. Because you still have to do whatever work it is. Yeah. It's like it. I remember. It's uh, like a tool to help you ex- cope. Yeah. Exactly. I remember mm-hmm. like Emma from church. Yeah. She gave this really good analogy, and I was talking to her about it, mm-hmm. which is like. It's like everyone is swimming, mm-hmm. and then when you're depressed, it's like you have these weights on your mm-hmm. legs that are like dragging you down. And the medication is sort of like, uh, what do you call that thing? The thing a that you. A floater? Yeah, yeah, sort of like a, flo- a floater or like a lifesaver. Whatever it is, lifesaver, I forgot the name. Life jacket. Yeah, life jacket. Yes, thank you. Life jacket. It's a floater too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, it's like a life jacket that helps you float. But if you want to move, you still have to swim. You still yeah. need to develop the muscles to swim. Exactly. So it's like the medication helps you, like it helps ease the weight, mm-hmm. but you still need to actually learn how to swim. How to and, swim. and like that's, you know, people do it in all sorts of different ways. Like yeah. with you, it's the meditation and all yeah. that. Yeah. And with me, it's like the, like, you know, just learning to recognize a lot of things. And, yeah. stuff. and even um, one thing I think I've also been doing more this year mm-hmm. is opening up and talking to people yeah. about how I feel mm-hmm. and just. Like sometimes when you, because like the thing about it, sometimes you get in this cut in a cycle in your own head. Yeah. Like you start to feel bad about about something, and then you start to think, oh my gosh, they probably hate me or hate me about because yeah. of this, or they hate this about me, mm-hmm. and then you start, and then you you don't even want to talk to them about it. You mm-hmm. internalize it, and then it leads to like a, it just keeps on going on and on and just on. Just making assumptions for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And then sometimes when you talk to people, especially like you know your close friends, I can't talk to everyone the same yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. But like I thankfully thank God I have like really good friends. Mm-hmm. So I talk to them about how I feel mm-hmm. and what's going on, mm-hmm. and they can. I'm not doing it like. It's not in the way that I'm like, okay, you have to affirm me. If you don't do this, and then just yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. But just like affirm me now. Yeah. Oh, I will go crazy. <laughs> but just like being able to let it out and yeah. just when you even when you're talking about it, then you start to realize, you know what? I don't know if this is exactly how I think about. It. And then they also tell you like, yeah, you know, I don't think this is exactly how you see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like you like even what you do with me, like mm-hmm. you asked me, am I lovable? Mm-hmm. And I told you, you're very, very lovable. And you know, they say that and to. You start to maybe like, try. Are they just saying this? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're like, are they just saying this? But then you have to also fight yourself to like really believe it and say, mm. you know what? I think there might be some truth. Maybe a little. I don't might not believe it completely, mm-hmm. but I'll just I'll keep it at the back of my mind. The yeah. same way like these other things are all these negative voices are at the back mm-hmm. of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like this one positive voice will also be there, mm-hmm. and whatever other positive voices you have. Yeah. And they might they won't always. They won't always like the positive voices won't always win, mm-hmm. but as long as they're at least fighting, yeah. it's something. It's something. It's a start. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good place to start, and yeah. like um, also um, another good place to start is I think defining what love looks like for you. You know, mm. like um, defining that. I know like people will love you differently because we all have different love languages. Yeah. Uh, but like just being able to define what it looks for you as a person, as Nyengo, like this is this is how love looks like for me. And uh, anything that doesn't come like that, I can either compromise on or completely not accept it, but also not personalize it because uh, at the end of the day, you're not in control of how 
the, and the next individual will like love you mm. you know because they're fighting their own demons you're in control of how you're going to receive it and how you're going to reciprocate it and how you're going to take it as you know as a human being and like i know that's easier said than done especially even when you have to battle with a mental illness mm. and uh you constantly are anxious about everything so it's like you don't hear from someone and you're like oh my gosh what did i do i must have done something i must have done something that made me less lovable today okay i guess then i have to like you know suck up to them and try to be like a lot more lovable i have to be a lot more lovable to them so it's just it's just really really tricky but like i'm learning to say that um just being able to define what that looks like and being able to define it to yourself and like being true to yourself in loving yourself like that because you set you set the pace for how people you know are going to treat you well sometimes i don't like to believe that because there's just like a lot of crappy people in the world like there's so many unkind people you'd set the pace to say this this is what i accept and this is what i don't and maybe they'll pretend for a couple of weeks you know to say oh that's a pace you said that's what i'm going to do and then like a couple of weeks later like Yeah. That's that's not what they're doing and you need to be like I'm not saying you can't be hurt about other people's actions and behaviors towards because I mean at the end of the day you're a human being mm. you're going to feel and like I know you're an empath I'm an empath we feel very deeply and the deeper you feel the harder you love the more that it hurts so just you know coming to a place where you recognize that I am a good thing you know I am worthy of love the kind of love that you have defined for yourself and um saying Uh if someone does not give me love like this then I don't think they're for me. You get yeah. what I mean? Then I don't think I should be taking from them. They're right, you know. We're both right. I think what I need is this kind of love, you know. I think what I need is not to have to beg you to do the bare minimum and not to have to beg you to like, you know, basic communication and like basic human decency. I don't have to ask you or beg you to like be good at that. If you can't be good at that, you're right. You think I'm not worthy of that. That's you. You get what I mean? But I think I'm worthy of this and we're both right. So you can go and be that person with someone else. I would choose to like, you know, be by myself and um maybe wait for the person that's going to love me like that. But in all that remembering to just love yourself hard. It's difficult work. It takes a lot of tears and like <laughs> crying out to God and just asking him questions why 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 but i think you eventually get to a place where your heart just opens up to you yeah. you get what i mean and when your heart opens up to you i think it's very easy to receive and like to receive uh, a healthy kind of love from other people and to be able to like uh, decipher which is healthy and which is not healthy and accepting Accepting what is good for you and what is not good for you in your life. That actually reminds me of something. Mm. It reminds me of two things. Yeah. One is something a friend of mine told me mm-hmm. recently, which is basically how, like, it's also important to know yourself. Yeah. So that you know exactly what kind of love exactly. to receive. Because sometimes, like, some love you in a way that they feel is good, mm. and you might think, oh yeah, this is good, and you realize, no, this is actually. This actually isn't how I want to be loved. Like this yeah. isn't this is nice and yeah. they might even be putting in a lot of effort. It might not be bare minimal. Mm-hmm. Cuz like they're putting a lot of effort, but a lot of effort in the wrong way. Yeah. And then you realize as much as like this is nice and you should appreciate it. You should mm-hmm. just be able to say this isn't me and this yeah. isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. And I want to be loved in this way. In and this you, way. and you can be able to communicate that. And if 
they say, yeah, I can do that, and they actually do it, mm-hmm. great. If they yeah. don't, then you can be like, nah. You're both right. Yeah. No one is wrong here. You're both right. You're just choosing to accept what you need and, you know, what you don't need. So, um, okay, wow. Okay, see, I needed a script. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a script. Like, so what's, what's the last thing that, you know, you want to say to to my to like to the listeners surrounding relationships and self-love and just or like just anything that you'd like to add on that you want people to know it could be a coping tool or it could just be you know something that you just want people to know surrounding this topic relationships love it could be friendships and you know everything surrounding how you relate to other human beings it's it really, from Esther. <laughs> it's really hard to pick exactly just one. You could just you could just okay. talk about everything. Everything. Okay. Like, I'm not limiting you to one topic. You could talk about literally everything. Because there's okay, there's one thing that I also thought of that this whole conversation around you, mm-hmm. which is that it also like it shows up a lot in relationships because mm-hmm. that's the easiest place to see those things and see how like for those things to manifest. Mm-hmm. But in life in general, like just issues with self-love and being able to accept being in a good place can also be really hard Mm -hmm. and just shows up in a lot of other ways like one way it came up with me was like when the medication actually started working and I started feeling a little bit better and my mood started lifting and stuff there was literally a point where I'm like there's something wrong here yeah I feel I feel too okay. Too good. Yeah. That's a trauma response. I feel like yeah. I, I even started thinking like it was this is the dumbest thing yeah. and no one should no one should ever do this. No one should ever stop taking their medication without their psychologist. I mean the psychiatrist huh? agreeing to it. But it was literally like over a week or two where I'm like I I feel like this thing this bad thing happens and I'm responding to it like you know the way I normally would sort of but not as badly as I would like I'm not yeah. sinking deep enough mm-hmm. so I want you to think sink something in. is wrong yeah. so you stop taking your medication exactly. and then you're afraid of getting back on it because I'm like okay I stopped so now what must happen I'll just stop taking it all together exactly altogether. that yeah. that whole thing happened like so I basically just sunk into the pit and naturally when I stopped taking medication it got a lot worse yeah because like the actual side effects of like you know withdrawal and stuff yeah. that I didn't yeah. know about so you know now I'm in this pit and I, I feel even worse and I feel terrible and I'm like Yes, this is it's like the mission accomplished. This is how bad they wanted to feel yeah. ironically. Then I, you know, I talked to my therapist about it, and then I go to the psychologist as well because my next psychologist was, was mm. pretty soon after that. Yeah, you're, you're a psychiatrist. Yeah, so yeah. I mean psychiatrist. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. psychiatrist did different things. Yeah. And then I told her about it, and I was also scared of telling her because I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna think this dumb kid. Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. And like, <laughs> like you said, she's the most. She's too calm because she said exactly. in the in the most. <laughs> calm subtle <laughs> way she asked me from self-sabotaging like yeah. it wasn't it didn't even come off as rude it just came off as like i didn't even know how to describe it yeah. but it's just so so weird that's that's what i like about her it's yeah. she doesn't code you she doesn't you know um in as much as we want someone to just hold us and say it's fine you did this thing that's okay but we also need someone who's going to hold us accountable to our actions because yeah. she recognizes that um you not taking your medication and like you know being on and off your medication could literally uh lead to like you know bigger problems you know because you're constantly like confusing your brain like oh we're good today we're not good we're good today we're not good so she i like the fact that she like she comes off kind of like not cold per se but it's like she's nonchalant about the whole thing and she's like unbothered and she just doesn't like exude any emotion she's just like 
yeah. like a robot, you know, so to say, and she just, you know, tell you what you need to do, and and then I'm, I'm in, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm self-sabotaging because why am I feeling this good? I shouldn't have to feel this good. And like I said, it's a trauma response because you're so used to having, to being in the dark, like when a glimmer or a glimpse of light, like, you know, shows up a little bit, you're starting to think, hmm, someone's going to take it away, mm. you know? Kind of sort of like, uh, I would rather not have it than experience it and then have it taken away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And that even reminds me of something she asked. Like, I think that's maybe the one thing I'd want people to take away from this. Yeah. Which is something she asked me in the middle of that, which is like, what would being in a good place look like for you? Mm. And I was, when she said that, I was like, you know what? I've, I've actually not thought. I just knew that when I started this whole thing that I didn't want to be here where yeah. I started. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I had no idea about where I actually wanted to go and where yeah. I wanted to be. So it made me think about it. And, you know, I, I didn't tell her then, but... Because it was like the kind of thing where I'm supposed to think about it and, you know, yeah. figure out, figure own out on your own. Mm. But I have to think about what, what actually does it mean to be in a good place? Where would I be? How how do I respond to certain things? How, how is my mood? How are my emotions? And, like, you have to figure out what being in a good place is for you. Mm-hmm. And then you can start working towards that in whatever way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, with me, it was through the, like, you know, actually getting back on the medication. Yeah. And then following what my what my psychologist would say and her mm-hmm. advice and actually because like some that's the other thing your psychologist would give you like certain assignments or things like that to do mm-hmm. which are helpful but it's up yeah. to you to do them or not yeah. so like you still have to do the work so it's like okay now what am I doing this is what I'm working towards I need to actually do the work to get there mm-hmm. and now, at least now I know what I'm trying to get to so yeah. I can you know I can actually work on doing that and doing whatever it is that's I want you to, to get there. To get there. And you can even tell your psychologist, like, okay, this is how I want to feel, this is what I, oh, how I want to be, where I want to be by the time this is all done, mm-hmm. by the time my sessions are done. And then, you know, they'll help you get to that place. To that place. And, um, like, um, so are you able to, like, now, are you able to, like, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am lovable? Or are you getting there? I'd say I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm not there completely, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely a bit, like, Especially compared to like this time last yeah. year, I'm way better, way way better. Way, way better yeah. than I was it's last. it's a whole journey, and for me as someone who actually believes in God and like God's love for me, I think what has also been grounding me of lips is just um, I think holding the love standard to Him, you yeah. know, and not holding it to like how the world like loves me or you know that kind of thing. Just holding the love standard to Him, and I I feel like it's it's been really grounding and like extremely helpful for me, you know, just getting to that place where I'm like, okay, but God loves me. You yeah. get what I mean? And like, that should be the standard for me. Uh, and in as much as I know that God loves me, I also still need to do the work because uh, as human beings, we're also capable of not receiving God's love. And like for a very long time, I didn't know how to receive that. I didn't know how to, you know, deal with that or come to a place where I'm like, oh, someone could actually, you know, love me like this. So... Like you say, doing the work, extremely doing the work, it's extremely difficult. But, you know, when you come out on the other side or like when you look at yourself and, and look at how how far you've come and, you know, you're able to like uh, recognize that, oh, I think I'm in a good place. I'm in a better place than I was before. It's, it's an extremely beautiful thing. Yeah. And uh, I think we should be winding up. What is the last thing that you want to say? Well, one last thing, which I, yeah. I remember hearing in a TED Talk. Yeah. That time, was re- the TED Talk was related to drug addiction and such, yeah. but I think it applies in a lot of ways, like even what we're talking about. Yeah. They gave three points which they say 
people who are recovering from addiction mm -hmm. follow, mm -hmm. which are be authentic, mm -hmm. surrender the results, and do uncomfortable work. Uncomfortable work. And I think, like, it goes into a lot more detail. Yeah. In the TED Talk, I think it's called um, Things That Business, something like business managers or business owners do that drug addicts also do, something like that. Yeah. But if you search, you can find it. Yeah. But when I thought about it, like, this actually really applies. Like, you know, you need to be, you need to be authentic, like, except this is where I am. Yeah. This is how I am. This is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And because you can't start working before you actually realize yeah. that this is it. This is something you'd work on yeah. and then surrender the results because obviously yeah. you don't know how it's going to work out in a lot of the things mm -hmm. that you're doing mm -hmm. so you need, you need sometimes you also need to just say like I'm going to do this mm -hmm. hoping for this but if it doesn't work out however it happens it'll happen yeah. I know I'm doing the right thing mm -hmm. and then do the uncomfortable uncomfortable specifically because yeah. it's not always going to be good no it's not it's going to be messy it's going to have a lot of it's going to involve a lot of mucus it's going to involve a lot of crying and yeah very very uncomfortable work um, the Little Mental Health Project, um, I was with Nyengo today. Um, if you want to get in touch with Nyengo and check out some of his work, I'm just going to let you, um, I'm going to let Nyengo tell you how you can, you know, reach him on social media and like some of his blogs. Sometimes he's, uh, he guests uh, blogs on other people's blogs, but I'm hoping in the near future. He is going to have a thing of his own. Wait, you have it, a thing of your own, but you yeah. barely use it. You're always like guest blogging, so. Yeah, okay, so I'm on, where I'm more active on is Twitter, at, at Nyango, just my name, Nyango. And on Medium, where I do most of my blogging is at Nyango as well. There's actually a link on my Twitter, so if you can't find it on Medium, you can just check my Twitter and then... There's a link right at the top in my description. Yeah. And I think one of my posts, one of my, actually one of my most recent posts was just talking about therapy mm -hmm. and my experiences with therapy yeah. is my pinned tweet. Mm -hmm. And I'm less active, but every now and then on Instagram, but then that's really just yeah. pictures and stuff and trying to be an influencer. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, like mainly yeah. for my thoughts and everything, it's yeah. Twitter, yeah. Twitter and Medium. Ah, all right. Awesome. This, this has been really insightful. I am so glad we did this because last week we just decided, okay, we're definitely going to do a, to do a podcast, you know, just surrounding that one question, am I lovable, you know? Yeah. And like, um, all I can say is do the work, like Nyango said, the uncomfortable work, get to a place where you're uncomfortable to get comfortable and, uh, you know, face yourself and be true to who you are like you say be authentic be authentic with your feelings they're not going to be pretty they're not always going to be pretty they're going to be ugly ugly feelings but you need to deal with it you need to face it if you are to like you know foster healthy relationships it could be um romantic relationships it could just be friendships it could be like uh friendships in like i mean uh relationships in the workplace or you know with your cousins with your family you need to you know get to a place where you accept yourself for who you are and everyone else will accept you and those that can't accept you well then they don't need to be in your life yeah. um i am the little mental health project uh i'm on twitter i will put everything in the description even how to find me and goes uh, medium uh, medium page uh thank you guys for listening and you know be kind to one another stay safe and continue wearing um your masks because yeah we're still in corona times and yeah be be blessed goodbye bye Thank you.